so we we were just having uh, as a preamble before we kick start everything is um i was saying i was peri discombobulated not quite discombobulated but then ben corrected me that maybe i'm peribobulated but then i don't know what a bobulated person is <laughs> this is the preamble that people who listen to the podcast won't hear welcome Today, we are going to be talking about who are you helping. Last week, we were talking about what more money could buy you. Essentially, what, why is it that you would even con- contemplate raising your prices or even think about your pr- pricing in an intentional way and how thinking more deeply about what is it, you know, you might get more money, but then what is it you're going to do with it? And being knowing that and really being comfortable with that and sinking into that, then you're more likely to do the, to do the work and to feel the feels and, and go through the hardship of, you know, really diving into what people want. And then there's actually, who is it that you're actually talking to? Because if you don't know that, then how do you know what they want? And if you don't know what they want, then how much do you know, how, how valuable is that going to be? And then you just like, uh, finger in the air or just following other people's definitions of what valuable is as in when i say other people just generally the market or 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 your mum um so today we wanted to kind of uh, talk to this idea of what does it mean to understand who you're helping uh we were going to in a sense model it by kind of talking about who we think we're helping and how that's evolved over time of doing the happy pricing course where we started uh, where we think we are now, because I think in in the spirit of transparency, you know, this is an evolving thing for us, isn't it, Ben? I mean, we've been we're trying to work things out and 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 through emergent, the work, emergent, emergent, emergent. That's the scientific evolving. way of saying making it up as you go along. Making it up as you go along, which is not a bad thing. No, nope. I, I had a conversation today around. There's a sense of responsibility as well that we take seriously around this you know it isn't just about playing with stuff for playing with stuff's sake um it isn't just about messing around with people to then work out what you want is a level of uh having a very clear and honest intention about what you would like to create and then discovering actually for some people there are some people you can help better than others mm-hmm. and i think that's i think where i want to ground this rather than um just totally being uh, irresponsible about how this work works so i think that's one aspect uh, i'm might we might go into a bit but um the the framing i think just to give people something to hold on to as we ramble is for me this idea of the transformation you want to you want to create for people you know the outcome people say or what's the value but essentially uh, they're at one point with a certain in a certain state and there'll be another point after working with you and that was they'll be in another state and there's a way to describe those states you know how do you what do you mean does that state and there's a podcast i did a couple of years ago actually with alan wick who talked about psychographics because we were talking about i think demographics for a while and you know the type of industry and the the kind of like uh, size of business blah 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 but um I quite I'm more attached to actually this idea of like what do they what do we want them to know what do we how do we want them to feel and what do we want them to do and at the beginning they don't know something and at the end they'll know something at the beginning they're feeling one way at the end they'll feel another way at the beginning they're not doing something at the end we want them to do something 
So as if anything from this conversation, maybe take that away as a way to just really ground and get more clear about your own intentions and your own assumptions about what you're creating and who you're creating it for. Because then it becomes less about specific demographics and then it's more about many different people could access this because they want that change mm-hmm. and then you're not maybe limited to an industry or, or a type of um way of working um so i guess the, the first thing just to uh, kind of clarify what you were sort of saying there is the in terms of the the kind of a, a kind of main thing that they might take away with themselves that they are kind of clear about what they want their ideal customer to know what they want their ideal customer to feel what they want their ideal customer to do is that the the kind of framework we were that's the framework that we're looking at yeah, so I think this obviously kind of touches on a much bigger issue, which is all you know relating to um, the kind of marketing more generally, um, and you know kind of really being clear about kind of who I know. Uh, so Lana uh, in your community does you know written lots around this and really talks about, and you know it is a it's a kind of you know not only the clearer you are about who. Not only, you know, does that kind of point to your opportunity to do kind of more valuable work, it's also just a really helpful kind of default, isn't it? You know, when you're stuck with something, when you're kind of sort of chasing yourself around in sort of circles, assuming you do that, we all do that occasionally, uh, you know, it's it's your kind of route to break the cycle, to kind of sort of step out. Oh, who am I doing this for? Have that kind of picture. And I kind of know, kind of remembered this for my own kind of purposes recently, for a new uh, another sort of podcast that I was setting up, and it just had a I have a really clear picture in my mind who that is for, and every time I kind of you kind of sort of find yourself up a little sort of cul de sac, a little dead end, it's just come back to that picture, and it does kind of break the cycle, it resets everything. So having that really kind of clear picture of who it's for is a tremendously helpful thing. Now, um, where that sort of then intersects with what we're doing and what kind of every, anybody kind of listening might be doing in terms of kind of pricing and selling or, or kind of what you earn and what you sell, clearly um, <clears throat> different things happen. When we're trying to sell something, oftentimes, um, you know, when we kind of need the money or there's lots of sales or we're trying something out and we're not really clear, in, in, a, in a sense that I know I kind of definitely sort of fall kind of victim to this, have a habit to do this. It's just kind of, well, let's just try and get – you know, as many different people, I'll get as many different clients as I can and many different customers as I can try and just get these, you know, all of these different types of people in because A, I'm, you know, trying to kind of fill something up. B, you're not really kind of clear. But of course, the thing that happens in that is um, it's a lot more effort because you are trying, you are needing to kind of re think through what the kind of proposition is what the value is each and every time you're having a having a conversation so it just kind of takes much more effort essentially and also kind of fundamentally you're never really going to be able to do your most valuable work if you are trying to if you're kind of spreading the value of what you do thinly uh, across the toast of many different people and we can talk to this at two levels i think we can talk to this at this podcast or this episode what how we would use this idea of what we would like to people to know uh feel and do and then we can talk to it in terms of the happy pricing course and what it is that um we want people to know feel and do in terms of that and then maybe we can then say why that's important to us and not only from a tactical perspective but maybe from an energetic perspective as well 
maybe part of this what we would like people to know because you know we thankfully ben put some notes together beforehand <laughs> and one of the things we would like you to to know or learn is to be clearer about what's uh, who the easier and more valuable your work oh <laughs> so to be clear, the clearer you are about who you prepare this, the more valuable the work uh, and easier it will be to do. Mm-hmm. Then, was it the feeling? What is the feeling we want yeah. people to get, to get from this? Um, I know, you know, um, for kind of for lots of us who are kind of responsible for creating our own work, for creating our own opportunity, it can feel risky to start to cut things down. I kind of know that it kind of feels that way for me to to an extent. If I, you know, if you kind of, the, the clearer you get about who you're working for, which then necessarily points to people you're not going to work for, you don't feel that you, you are in a, in a good position to help. You know, it kind of feels like you're shutting down opportunity. It feels like you're minimizing the kind of chances for, for yourself. And I guess in terms of kind of feeling that we kind of want sort of people to, um, to kind of feel coming up this is that the kind of feeling that actually that simplifying the feeling that kind of focusing is actually a kind of positive move not a negative move because I know kind of like I said from my own experience I think you know in trying to keep as much opportunity open as possible that is the sort of enemy of kind of of focusing the enemy of kind of niching and I think ultimately that just sort of compromises things so really kind of wanting to kind of encourage people that the kind of that you know that simplifying that focusing is a positive move and will Mm. be beneficial so what springs to mind is like for people listening to this we'd like them to leave feeling more at peace with that idea Rather than the anxiety of like, oh my god, I need to talk to as many people as possible, and 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 just basically cast a wide net is like feeling at peace, feeling the JOMO, um, the JOMO, the JOMO, the joy of missing out. Oh, okay. Um, rather, I thought than that FOMO, was something sort of inappropriate. <laughs> JOMO, not FOMO. Another thing. Yeah. See, that's another thing you're going to learn <laughs> from from listening to us today. Mm-hmm. So that's. Again, sinking into that, and it's it's helpful then to say, all right, we want people to feel at peace with this idea, mm-hmm. all right? So that helps us guide the conversation as well, and guide what we we talk about. And then, what do we want people to do after mm-hmm. they've listened to this? Make the decision, do the difficult work, basically, you know, embrace the JOMO. Uh, start kind of drawing some kind of boundaries about who is kind of best in your sort of sweet spot of ideal client and who is best outside of that. Um, so I think, you know, that's the invitation that people sort of actually sort of step into that. And that's not a, a kind of one-off process or whatever. That's something that actually you can sort of keep asking yourself, keep kind of focusing on. And that's not to say that you are kind of constantly changing the who, but actually sort of always have a kind of watching brief Am I, you know, um, am I continuing to work with the ideal type of person, the ideal type of opportunity? Am I continuing to do that and asking yourself the question? Because otherwise, you know, we can always, a, you know, we can get kind of lazy, we can get comfortable, uh, we can get complacent. Uh, and so, you know, it's always worthwhile to keep asking that question. Am I continuing to work for the right kind of person, the right kind of opportunity where we can do the best kind of work together? Or do I need to kind of challenge myself to step up, to step kind of beyond? Uh, And so, yeah, the the kind of invitation to do is to commit to that work, is to start making that changes, is to start drawing some kind of lines around that sort of ideal type client. Mm. Another sort of topic that springs to mind here is around, uh, and a question maybe for people to check into, what does that mean 
to do the right type of work. It isn't just about the money in my head. It's also about the experience, your experience, not the customer's experience necessarily. That's though that's important. It's like your experience of doing the work. Because it can I think some people can get very caught up with, oh, the customer's always right. And I need to work hard to make the customer feel happy. And in that process, I burn out because mm. I'm always trying to cater for everyone else's needs apart from mine. So maybe we can dive into that later in terms of the importance of this work. I just wanted to acknowledge also what Becky said here in terms of like what you said on the pricing course helped her a lot uh, in terms of niching and targeting ideal clients. But it didn't mean that non-ideal clients didn't come to her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's if, we, if if that maybe that's part of the message of how we want to make people feel at peace with this. It doesn't mean by talking to a specific group of people or specific group of a particular type of change that people want, it won't necessarily preclude that everyone else will just ignore you. Yeah, or and or to kind of back to the point that you then need to say no to them. Yeah, because obviously you know we're all kind of sort of functioning adults, and you know <laughs> you have the the kind of right and responsibility to make decisions on a case by case basis. It's really about, as kind of Becky's talking about there the kind of the, the value of a kind of focus, the value of an orientation, the value of an intention to kind of yeah to orientate in a certain direction, and and that you know, kind of lending you the energy to kind of inform your focus. But of course, as things kind of pop up around that, that you can make a decision around whether that is something which is kind of right to pursue for whatever kind of whatever reason or motivation it might kind of represent. I think there's for me, there's there's the, we don't want to be like, oh, kind of like, oh, this is the ideal way you must do this and, you know, only work with your ideal clients. I, I want to acknowledge that there's a pragmatic aspect to this, mm-hmm. you know, we're not always inundated with our ideal customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes we, we need to, to work with people just purely from cash flow perspective. And so mm-hmm. not to beat ourselves up, oh, I'm not working with an ideal customer, or I can't work with this person because they don't fit this profile. Um, to be open to that. And for that to then, you know, just I think this idea of choice, to have intentional choice rather than being uh, just taking anything that anyone gives you. Mm-hmm. To be able to clearly say yes or no for the right reasons um, yeah. rather than just swamping yourself with too much stuff. So, mm. again, for this idea of peace, I think maybe this feeling of empowerment, it's okay. You know, you need to feel empowered to make that choice rather than not knowing, you know, where the next customer's come from or having to say yes all the time. And maybe maybe a kind of way of um, sort of exploring that is via the lens of the kind of course and what we were what we were thinking about in terms of that because I think you know it's you know and actually it kind of mirroring a lot of what sort of Becky was saying of the you know we've done a few different cohorts now and and I think you know sort of given sort of what we know of what is taught on the course kind of we know that actually a lot of the the sort of skills and the sort of tools that people get in terms of helping them kind of identify who the right kind of person is helping them identify what actually the changes that that person is wanting to make because as you were sort of alluding to and kind of referencing earlier you know the reason a kind of your your customers or clients buy anything is because they are trying to change something you know it's never about the what of what you do whether that's coaching whether that's websites in your old case what you know whatever it might be there is some other change that a customer or client is trying to make and that's the reason that they're buying 
you know, the, the thing that you kind of provide. So a lot of what we sort of teach on the course, how people understand that, how people understand what the value of that thing is, how people understand what the, and how that kind of relates to kind of pricing and how you have those conversations with people so that you are getting to a place where you're increasing what you earn. The kind of broad spread of that we know is applicable to actually quite a wide variety of people because it does touch on marketing, it does touch on selling, and it does touch on on what on what you earn. And I think the the kind of cohorts that we've run up till now kind of reflected that idea that you know I think you know there's a certain type of person obviously who which is kind of generally in the, your community, the happy startup community, and and kind of people who are in that sort of orbit. So we know that there's a sort of commonality of person essentially, or they kind of feel in a certain way they have the same sort of positive intent. Uh, and I think when we went into the last kind of rounds of the, the the kind of last cohorts of the course, that was in a sense as kind of detailed as the kind of thought was in terms of who it would be. You know, it's not just for the people who were only interested in profit for profit's sake, because mm. there are other ways, you know, you can sort of do that. So they wouldn't be right for this. But in a sense, that was really one of the only sort of um, kind of informal filters that we had. Then we were just sort of confidently taking the kind of broad spread of the tools to whoever would be kind of interested in them and sort of the course kind of reflected, the, the cohort reflected that. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we were then kind of reflecting on as we kind of think about the, the next course is this kind of idea that actually um, to for us to be able to deliver most impact for people, um, there is this kind of link that actually, you know, you need to have people on the course who are likely to be selling their services over the duration of the course. Because if that's happening, then we know that we can all work together to help them get to the place that we want them to get to, which is for them to be earning more for the work that they do so then that starts to kind of kind of raise questions over go well what's the ideal kind of length what's the ideal kind of format and it then means okay so it's only going to be right for you if you are likely to have client conversations over the duration of it Uh, and so that points to another thing and another thing that uh, kind of came out of it was this idea that actually um, you know, some of the people who've been on sort of cohorts before were selling something entirely new. They were trying to work out something entirely new. And again, asking, you know, whilst a lot of what we teach would be useful for them, we ask ourselves, well, where can we deliver the most value? Who can we deliver the most value for? And, you know, the kind of realization we can deliver the most value for people who have, or, you know, do know what they sell already. Uh, but they're looking to find ways of kind of sort of selling that for more money, essentially. So that, you know, those things start to point a little bit more clearly to an ideal who and start to kind of point a little bit more clearly to kind of lines we might kind of draw kind of, of who fits in that sort of sweet spot. So that's just an example of how it was starting to kind of influence our thinking. And to so open a bit more of a, a door to, to follow on with uh, Becky's analogy and use of the door, um, to give you open the bit door, open the door a bit wider to our thinking. Um, one of the ways we were trying to look at it in terms of also just a structure maybe for you to think about if you're doing this is like there's the who, the what, and the how, and they are all connected. And so the what, you know, is very simple terms is essentially get get paid your value, and and more often than that, just more get paid more. You know, you're mm. you're in a state of like. Uh, I'm working, I'm doing something, but I'm not, there's something not feeling, you're not feeling the ease or you're feeling the anxiety of the, just the not enough cash is coming in. There's things that you want to do and the, it just doesn't feel like you're being valued in the right way. And so or earning your worth might be earning your worth, exactly. Yeah. 
you're not earning your worth. And so what we would like to give people is the opportunity to earn their worth. And then this who and how, I think, is this interesting play here in terms of like when you were talking to this before, it's like, you know, someone who's just launched something new, they don't know necessarily if that's the right product, they're not 100% confident about the product. It's harder for us to get them to the place of earning more because that's an iterative process of, you know, their own who and understanding exactly also what they would like to do in terms of that work. There's lots to unpack there. But if we start thinking about, okay, we, we want people who, who are getting opportunities. They're getting opportunities to work. They're just either turning them down because they're uncomfortable about the whole pricing thing or they're taking them on and just not getting, like you say, paid the right amount of money for them. They're not still getting paid their work. And, and that can happen, um, you know, if we did a, a course over five, day, uh, five days, which we did last time, it's great for learning all the different things. So the what they get is just a set of tools. But the what we, the, the, you know, the what being the change we want to make is what we would love, what we would get energized by, what we would actually get um, excited to keep on doing this for are people who then actually during the course sell something for more money than they would before. And if you have this window of opportunity of five days where you're intensely trying to learn something, it really so kind of closes off the opportunity that or the ability to help people should an opportunity come down the following week or the week after or the week after that. So that started to make us think about the how. It's like, okay, we've got these materials. We, we're really confident about what it, how it can help people, how, how this information can empower them, but we also want them to put them into practice. And so we want to extend that so now what we're thinking is actually what would be better is like to spread it over five weeks maybe and to be able to have a lesson a week so that all the materials are there. We will then coach you through the materials over that time. But you now have five weeks in which an opportunity could come up and you could then immediately dive into those tools and use them and see how that you can put them into practice and get paid more. <laughs> and so that, that interplay of the who and the how, knowing that, okay, and the what, Oh God, now I'm getting complicated. You know, <laughs> the real what needs for us to see impact happen, the kinds of people who are very clear about what they, you know, the, the things that they're selling, but just not communicating it maybe in the right way or, or inter interrogating what their customers need in the right way. And then how do we create that change in a way that actually benefits them in the most, actually not, not in, the, in the best way, but also for us, because I think this is the other aspect in terms of this whole thing is like what excites us, what energizes us, and what makes us always want to turn up in the best way possible. So I don't know. Have we have we hammered the point home well enough here? <laughs> uh, we've definitely hammered some points home. We've 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 put a lot of nails into the wall. Fortunately, uh, Becky's offered us lots of comments. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay. Um, so it sounds like she's definitely realised the truth of what we're saying. What we were saying last year that my truest fans realize the value of what I offer and don't really question my prices as a result. Mm. Ooh, there we go. Um, and that, that's really, again, from that, that intention of we want people to feel at ease and at peace with this process, it's nice to, for Becky to say something like that because there is that we want to remove the fear, remove mm. the fear of actually really getting clear of who you want to help. I wanted to finish off a bit more because we're kind of in this kind of happy space. Um, it isn't just about the money and it's all about how all of this 
what it feels like to do this work. Maybe just being talking to why we want to work in this way and what is it we would like people to feel when we're working with them. I think I the thing that I get out of it is that we were having the a useful way of me thinking about it. We were having the sort of the the hypothetical conversation if you know we were talking to people at the end of a sort of six week course what it is I would like them to them to be feeling them to done and for me you know as you kind of is is also about kind of impact that somebody has got the sort of newfound confidence of having made the change so it's not just about that somehow we're kind of artificially sort of giving somebody some confidence, but that they have got the confidence that comes from having actually made the change. Because for me, you know, I like the impact. I like sort of tangible things being done. Uh, and uh, I like the kind of growth that people feel from having made positive changes. Uh, and so for those kind of three things to come together is where I get my motivation from in doing this. A, a way of looking at work for me these days is is kind of grounded in this idea of needs and kind of core emotional needs and I, I find it I found it really um grounding and also confidence building or like it, it reinforces my intention with whatever I'm doing when I can tap into all right what is it I'm getting out of this personally you know what what needs of mine are met by doing this work and learning uh, uh, speaks to a reason why we do that we you know we run the happy startup school this real I, I learned so much by just doing this work with people you know over this past gosh is it a year now i can't even remember the last time we did the course but essentially that you know i've learned so much you know by by running this course and that that excites me because i feel like there's so much more to learn around this not even in terms of like topics but just deepening it and understanding actually this is what it feels like to learn this stuff and to, to make these breakthroughs and what it means personally for someone to actually learn how to price well this kind of need for connection and this is why i like the idea of just spreading it out having more time to get to know people having people to get to know each other um this need for community you know I, as much as i like the idea of how you know people having epiphanies it's just to have that in a space that feels safe uh, feels like you're contributing to other people's growth and learning and something that you've experienced and you can say to someone else that then suddenly shifts in them, that that is a lovely place to be when you can see other people help each other uh, and, and you to be part of that. And I, I get energy from that. It, it's less chalk and talk and it's more like, okay, how can we work out what's really going on with this pricing stuff? And, and when I think about that, it then goes back to the who in terms mm. of like, if you're the kind of person who just wants content, just wants the lesson, you know, the, the lesson plan and the, the, the points to work on, we're not for you necessarily. You know, I'm not going to preclude, you know, say, oh, you can't join us. But if that's what's in your mind, then maybe think twice about what it means to be part of a, a private pricing course. Because for me, it's, it's, it's someone who, who has, is tired of doing it on their own who really values the the accountability they get from a group, who really enjoys contributing and engaging with a group because it helps them develop their own ideas by talking to others. Because that's, for me, that's why I like having these conversations, why I like being in groups, because by talking, I get clearer. So in a sense, it's like, if you like me <laughs> or like Ben, then... If you like me, do you like if me? If you like me, please like me. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you, yeah, you just tapped into that other little need. Validation. <laughs> being seen. Being adored. <laughs> but um, but then we all want that. Of course. <laughs> it's just some people are less open about it. So if you mm-hmm. are open about that need, if you can own, I want to be seen in a group. I want to I want to like be acknowledged for what I know and what I'm trying to do. Then again, those I'd love to have worked with those people and it's and it's nice and it feels it feels like you then you're not there just for the course. You're then there for the whole course of building your business and doing stuff. So yes, I feel like we've we've uh we've imparted a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> we we sort of started with with like uh no with no feel and do and then we kind of ventured into who what and hows so thank you very much everyone if 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 any of that resonated or made sense <laughs> or felt like oh i'd like to be part of that um please sign up we're looking to start the the next cohort in march so there's a bit of time but towards the end of march we're gonna we're gonna do this Five week or six week? I can't remember what we're saying. I think six weeks. Six weeks. It is six, six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. I'm going to spread it out over six weeks. It'll be probably once one contact session a week, but we'll have all the course materials for you to just work through as and when. Uh, and, we, and we want to follow the model of, of a lot of the stuff we've already been doing um, within the Happy Startup School and also the Momentum group that you were doing with the pricing stuff. Just trying to foster more learning live, action learning, whatever it's called, but basically learning by doing rather mm-hmm. than just by consuming content. So yes. that's, that's our hope. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thank Have you, everyone. I hope, uh, I hope some of that was views. <laughs> and until next week, because next week we're going to be talking about what, what are you selling and what people want. And what are they buying? Showing, what are they buying? Sorry, what are they buying? What are they actually buying? Because that's an important one, um, uh, and we're going to be joined by Simon Bachelor from the Better Bolder Braver community, and maybe Francis. We might, uh, you know, try and get her on as well if she's free to talk about what they do with their community, the kinds of questions people have been asking them, um, and how that points to what people want. So, until then, uh, remember to yeah, if you're interested in the course, click on the link. But also, there's the podcast and there's a YouTube channel. Um, go to the website you'll find out find links to those things there so that you can recap on every pearl of wisdom that we have been gifting you (laughs) over the past year or so so until we uh, lay the next pearl (laughs) until then have a have a good week bye-bye bye-bye